is Anila Kurian and joining us today is the star of Disney Plus Hot Stars Loot Case Rasika Dugal. So have you been how's everything going lockdown and uh, promotions and everything that you've been doing? Going along I mean it's um, change times for everybody. Uh and uh, very worrying times for nothing going to happen next. Um and what is happening around us. Uh, but yeah, I'm trying to make the most of it and trying to be as um, as cheery in a gloomy time as possible. <laughs> uh-huh, that's great. I mean, um, since we're talking about uh, loot case, um, it's not your first OTT release as well. Uh, but what is so different this time around? So I would think that it's really about what I feel about the project uh, versus where it's coming out. Um, uh, so really, for me, every release is different because. There are so many different associations that you have with the project. With Lucas, I'm very happy that it's releasing at a time like this because um, I feel like uh, we could all do uh, with uh, with keeping, uh, we could all do with a sense of humor at a strange time like this, you know. Um, so I really feel that I hope if it, if it helps in bringing some cheer into people's lives, then I would feel very happy about that. Uh, so most of the content that uh, I, in fact, even uh, wrote and direct, uh, wrote and acted in a short film uh, during lockdown with my husband, and the intention with the, with that was also uh, to make something light-hearted by acknowledging the times that we live and acknowledging the uh, absurdity of such a time. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, uh, also, I, I wanted to make content which was light-hearted. Uh, because I felt that, that it was important to sort of uh, have a sense of humor about things at a time like this. Hmm. And even the short film that you made, I mean, since you named it Banana Bread as well. How many yeah. Banana Breads did you end up making this lockdown? <laughs> <laughs> well, the film was my seventh one. <laughs> the oh, other no. six were, were, were actually Banana Bread. <laughs> the seventh was the film. <laughs> and after that, I think I had uh, an overdose of Banana Bread, so I totally stopped making it after that. <laughs> Yeah, I think the first three weeks, everyone pretty much kept on making it and then we stopped seeing posts on it as well. <laughs> I know, it seems to be like uh, everybody's lockdown right of passage. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? That's true. Yeah, and even the uh, film, uh, character that you're playing in Luke, so the film itself is, as you said, it's one of those sense of humor movies, like, you know, the light-hearted sort of movies. Um, mm. It's different from um, the kind of projects that you've done uh, in the past. Um, was it something that you wanted to do? You wanted to take a break from a more serious subject to keep it light-hearted? Not so consciously, but uh, the script of Luke Case came to me at a time when I was shooting for Delhi Crime Season 1. Mm. And if you've seen the series, you can imagine that that, that was a very emotionally immersive experience. And yes. uh, uh, maybe not so consciously, but subconsciously I did want something. I was seeking something which was light-hearted. Um, and uh, that's when I read Luke Case. And uh, besides the fact that it's just lighthearted, besides the fact that it's uh, in the comic com- comic genre, which is not something that I've had a lot of experience in, so I was wanting to experiment with that. I also felt like the kind of humor that it had was very uh, quirky and intelligent. Uh, mm-hmm. I felt that the film was quite uh, had a very unique sense of humor, and it uh, it ha- it has a lot of Bollywood tropes. But they've all been used in a very interesting way. Uh, so that's what attracted me to this script. And also, you know, I, I keep telling Rajesh that he should uh, share the screen with everybody when the film is out. Because not only were the situations and the um, uh, lines funny, 
but also the screenplay directions that come in between, which which are actually just for actors and people reading the script to understand how it will play out visually. Even those were written with so much humor that it was absolutely like it was a laugh out loud moment for me while I was reading this film. So uh, and it also indicated to the people who were writing it, Rajesh Krishnan and Savant, who is the writer, uh, they were clearly having a lot of fun themselves while they were writing it, and they were clearly very invested in it. So those were uh, some of the few reasons which uh, sort of attracted me to this book. Hmm. And given the fact that it's also a new genre for you, were there a lot of uh, learning and unlearning that you had to do? Uh, a little bit. I think the unlearning was that I had to, or the new learning was that I had to tell myself that I can just go on set and have a lot of fun. That every day is not about making um a big dramatic moment work, you know. Mm-hmm. So usually I'm so used to prepping myself in that manner that I had to sort of remind myself every day that listen, you can just go and have some fun. Uh, so that was um, uh, that was new, uh, and uh, and also I think uh, Rajesh is very. So even though it was all light-hearted, I think I had I was really kept on my toes by Rajesh's uh, precision on timing. He was very. Um, uh, clear about how he wanted everything timed, uh, uh, and that's a great skill because that means he's already visualized it in his head and played it out in a certain way in his head. So, uh, but uh, it was very specific in terms of um, how how quickly he wanted a line to come, how long he wanted you to hold it, and the timing of everything was very important for him. So, I, I, and that's a sort of a new way of working for me. So, I was kept on my toes with that. Mm, right. And what are your usual release day rituals like? Do you have any? Do you have any of those the rituals that you do like on a release day, like completely shut off social media or like, or are you obsessively looking at what the reviews are or um, anything of that sort that you have? Not really, but yeah, I do look at the responses as much as I can. Um, uh, yeah, I don't shut off for sure. I'm curious. I'm very, very curious and amused just to see the kind of responses because most often um, people watch your work with so much. I, I find that people watch your work with so much detail um, that it's so interesting what they have to say. There are things that you might have subconsciously done or things that you had no intention of doing, but they resonated with them in a particular way, you know. So it's always very amusing and very interesting to see that. So yeah, I try and look at as many responses, not just on reviews. But even on comments that people have to make on social media and uh, generally friends who watch the films who are um, messaging you and things like that. I enjoy all of that a lot. Uh, and I enjoy engaging with it as, as far as possible, you know. Uh, so, uh, like if somebody would message me, I would definitely message back. And I always think of Irfan at times like this because uh, whenever, uh, when we were promoting Kista and when we were traveling with Kista to festivals, Irfan... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Somebody, and and people would have watched, people usually had watched so much work of his. So everybody would come up to him and say, sir, um, uh, I, I'm your biggest fan or sir, I'm such a big fan. And Irfan would, you know, normally somebody would probably just say thank you and move on. But Irfan would stop and listen to the person and say, what do you like? What do you like about this film? What do you like about this He would truly engage and with a genuine sense of curiosity, he really wanted to know what the other person uh, wanted to say about that piece of work. And I would watch that and I would always think that that's so beautiful. Because mm-hmm. uh, 
he really wants to know why the person likes what they did. It's not just about taking the compliment and saying thank you and moving on. Um, so, and and uh, about the reviews, I think uh, more than whether it's a good review or a bad review, more than a nervousness of that, I think some reviewers write so beautifully that sometimes they kind of articulate so many thoughts that I didn't have the ability to articulate, you know. So sometimes they articulate your feelings around your own film so beautifully that it gives you a little bit of uh, a language to speak about your film in. So I always find that very fascinating. Because sometimes I read a review and I'm like, oh yeah, this is what I was thinking about my film but this person has said it so well, you know. So... Yeah, it's, it's amusing and it's nice. It's, it's nice to read responses and get a response. Right, I think that's awesome. You also have a few other releases coming up, right, in a yes. few months. Um, hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that? So, this a Suitable Boy is going to be out in India on Netflix uh, at a later date, uh, which I'm not yet aware of. I don't know if the date, there's no announcement on that yet. Um, uh, but it's going to be on Netflix, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to watching that one first, actually. I haven't watched that, and uh, it was uh, always on my bucket list to, to work with Meera Nair, and I had a lot of expectations from that experience, and, uh, and the, experience, uh, definite, de- the, the experience definitely met the expectations, if not superseded them. Um, and also, uh, I mean, uh, what was unexpected in that was a very, very beautiful uh, group of actors that I got an opportunity to work with and all with uh, different levels of experience and all having worked in different places and in different setups. And um, I think uh, uh, it was the energy of that ensemble was very beautiful. I all, we were all living in one hotel for three and a half months and I always, I used to feel like I've gone back to hostel days, you know, when there, where there are people from everywhere and everybody's come together to, to do something and uh, which means something to them and there's so much exchange of ideas and, uh, and such a genuine, um, uh, uh, yearning to learn, you know, so, um, so that was very beautiful and there are so many actors with different degrees of experience. There's Sabu, there's Ishan, there's um, Mahira Kakkar who lives in New York and has had a lot of experience in um, theatre. Tanya Manikala who lives in Delhi and is a fairly new but just very lovely and 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 so so good. Shahana Goswami who I worked with earlier as well. Uh, Vivek Gombar, uh, Vivan Shah who who just made all of us laugh throughout the shoot. So it was it was a beautiful experience and I'd love to see that energy. Uh, play on screen. Mm, right. And the other? Mirzapur and Delhi crime? Uh, uh, so Mirzapur is still in post-production. We are still dubbing for it, as you might know. Mm. Um, I, I, I went for a dubbing session about a week and a half or two weeks back. And um, so Mirzapur fans are very loyal and they're very... Uh, always asking when season two is coming out. Sure. So we're just trying our best that we can get it out as uh, soon as possible. But uh, as you know, things are, uh, a lot of things have to be taken care of at a time like this. So everything is a little slower than it would have been. Um, but uh, we're trying our best. Hmm. And Mirzapur season two is actually very... Uh, uh, it's hard to sort of live up to the hype of something. And I felt like when I read this script of season two, I really felt like the writer, Puneet Krishna, had done 
a fantastic job of introducing new characters and also taking the existing ones to a very interesting place. Uh, and also, shooting for season two is um, is a very uh, even with Delhi crime and even with Mizapur, I, I felt it was a very um, interesting experience because uh, it almost feels like your uh, uh, the experience of playing the same character in season two almost feels like you're meeting a friend after a long time and they've changed a little and you're trying to figure out how and why. You know, so that that's the kind of but the basic nature of the person is still how it was. But uh, things have happened and they've moved on and they've changed in 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 certain ways. And you're sort of reacquainting yourself with them, you know. So it's quite it's quite interesting for both those experiences with Niti Singh and with Bina Patashi. So what about you? What have you been up to uh, before you you know promotions and everything started? How have you sort of been staying um, sane during this pandemic? You know, there's some people who are uh, made for lockdown situations. I think I'm one of those. <laughs> because I am, I don't ever remember saying ever in my life that I'm bored. Um, I'm, uh, I don't, I take a long time to do a given task. If somebody gives me, uh, and at the same time, you, you will give me, if you give me 10 tasks in a day, I'll take the whole day to do it. If you give me one, I'll still take the whole day to do it. You know, so, uh, for, for me, it's like the work I have occupies the time that there is. There is no sense of finishing work and moving on to something else. I have no sense of that. So, in that sense, I have, I have still found myself to be busy even in this time. Uh, and I think what I've really, uh, been, uh, happy about being able to do is, uh, I really feel like, uh, you know, as actors, you need to sometimes take a, learn things which which come, I mean, we're fortunate about the idea that we get to learn a lot of new things as part of the work. Um, and I love doing that. But sometimes you just have to learn things outside of that to give you a new perspective on, on life, on the way you think or anything. And you never know where it will find its way into your work, but that's very important to do as well. And that was the thing that I was not being able to do in the last one and a half years. And I was feeling very uh, um, restless about that. I wanted to uh, uh, have a pause where I'm able to educate myself in a different way, if I may say so. So I, I think in this uh, time, I've really sort of... Uh, 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 listened to a lot of podcasts. That's been my thing to go to during lockdown uh, because it's also very helpful to be able to, uh, in a, at a time like this, because you can just listen to it while doing housework, while doing all those other things that you, we've all had to do um, during lockdown. So that can, you, you know, there's some sort of intellectual stimulation while you're doing all of that. Uh, and I've really had an opportunity to listen to a lot of uh, very interesting minds whether it's writers, whether it's economists, whether it's uh, um, uh, uh, filmmakers. And that's just been um, uh, giving me lots of new things to think about or reassess my ideas on several things or look at the world with a new lens. And I think that's always, um, if you can find time to do that, that's, that's always very good to do. And uh, I've, I've been very... Uh, intrigued and moved by some of that, yeah. Hmm. That's awesome. That sounds good. Um, 
great so um, thank you so much for your time thank you thank you take care and stay safe hope you enjoy lots yes i hope so. look forward to it all right that's all in today's episode tune in this evening on our news update podcast from the newsroom to catch all the exciting developments of the day and to get the news while it's still budding have a great day for latest news and updates log on to www.deckenherald.com check out our e-paper www.deckenheraldepaper.com to read news on the go sign up to our telegram channel deckenherald news Keep up with the news from your interested sphere by downloading the all-new Deccan Herald app in which you can personalize, have a quick glance at new shots, check highlights and even listen to. You can get it from Google Play Store and Apple App Store and you can find the links to the same in the description. <music>